everybody welcome to another episode of lem me no i'm your host angel lem a hundred episodes man i can't believe it uh i can't believe i was gonna quit just to think that i was gonna quit a couple months ago actually like in may and now i honestly i I don't know how how i made it to 100 episodes but all i know is that i wouldn't be able to accomplish this without your guys' support so thank you very much and you know that this is what the show is all about but today i'm sitting with martin moreno he's the host of the yo 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 podcast he's also the host of the no te asustes podcast on the on the yo 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 podcast he's a co-host with his son hooter which i had i believe last year and you know we talked a little bit about martin but you know it's an honor and a privilege for me to have martin especially because you know like this podcast started as me trying to network you know network into the comedy world and you know put out put Wilmington out in the map or not put Wilmington out in the map but just let people know that what Wilmington is all about and something that was very important is for me to put out people from Wilmington that either are following a dream or that have made it and you know this martin was actually one of my new year's resolutions of last year and it's which i record this this episode last year so i know i accomplished all my new year's resolutions so i'm very very happy about that but you know aside aside all that you know i i've always wanted to get into stand up and i never knew that there was somebody else from wilmington that was in the comedy world that had made it out out of Wilmington and you know Martin has traveled all over the world and for for us in Wilmington to have somebody that represents Wilmington like that you know to me it means a lot that's why I wanted to make sure I had him on it was like I said very important for me and you guys are going to hear about his story how he started out in stand-up you know a little bit about Wilmington you know a lot of people asked me what Wilmington is like and I always wanted to know what Wilmington was like before I came to Wilmington to live in Wilmington so Martin talks a little bit about that he talks about San Pedro where he where I live you know a couple blocks from here he said there's a YMCA and he got baptized there when he was little to me it was just amazing to to know a little bit about the history of the the city that I'm proud of being from even though I wasn't born here I I was raised here and you know i have family there so i'm very proud of the people that live in wilmington but you know like i just i'm just so happy that that i got to have him for the 100th episode it was always my goal to have him for like one of those milestone episodes 
and everything just lined up well and i just had had him on so i think i have to thank mega man because he's a big it was a big part of me getting martin i wouldn't have known that martin was for wilmington if it wasn't for mega man so if you don't know about mega man i suggest go check out his instagram and go to the Mega Man podcast. Go listen to him there. Like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to have my theme if it wasn't for Mega Man, you know, because I feel like he put me in Martin's radar. Even though like I was messaging him and trying to have him on for the longest, but I feel that you know I put a lot of work into it. So to just getting here to get into the hundredth episode, and he noticed that I was putting in the work, and he agreed to come on. So I'm very, very happy to have him on. Thank you, Martin. Thank you for anybody that has messaged Martin or has put a good word, so I could have him on because it means a lot to me. You know, hundred episode. Personally, it's a great milestone because I, I don't know, like it was a uphill battle the whole time. time. There's been times that I don't like personally, like right now at this moment, like I have no guests lined up. That, that's how I was last year too. Like I was just getting by one episode, like one guest at a time, one guest at a time. And towards the end, like just people had more time in their hands and pe- more people agreed to come on. But right now I'm like, I'm a drought of guests. So if you don't see me posting, I'm right now scrambling to see if I could get some more guests. So on that, if you know anybody or you yourself wants to be part of the show, message me, send me a DM on Instagram or send me a message on Facebook. You can find me at let me know pod on Instagram and Facebook, or you can email me at let me know pod on, on gmail.com. But yeah, so it means a lot. You don't understand how much it means. I know I keep repeating myself, but you don't understand how happy i am to be able to put out this episode because it was a, <laughs> it's incredible to say that i hit 100 episodes for me that was a goal just getting to 100 episodes i didn't know what i was going to do to get there but i knew that i had to get there somehow right now a lot of people ask me what's the next step like what are you going to do now that you hit 100 episodes honestly i just want to enjoy this week and just know that i did it I set my mind to 100. Like, that was the very least that I wanted to do. Just hit 100. Right now, my next goal is obviously to hit 200. And something that I'm very proud of, I really don't bring the same guests every, like, every month or every week. I try to mix it up. There's been some that, like, Just Us, The Magic Glasses, Mike Real. So there's been a couple people that I've had on multiple times. But the max has been three, and that's been scattered between two years. So I'm very, to be able to say that I had a hundred episodes and not a lot of my episodes were with the same guests. Like it means a lot, like a lot, a lot. Hopefully I hit a hundred solo bolos next, you know, like the solo bolos are basically me by myself answering your questions, just talking about my life, just whatever, you know, but hopefully that that's, I think that's going to be my next accomplishment, you know, hitting a hundred solo bolos. But before that, I hopefully I get to hit, uh, hopefully I get to go on YouTube because that's really something that I want to get into. A lot of you want to see me for some reason, which I just go to my Instagram and look at me while you're listening to the show. But whatever, if you want to see me, you want to submit yourself to that pain of your eyeballs, that's all good. So I'm going to work towards that. That's um, right now I'm looking for people to help me out because I need somebody that knows about how to edit. how to produce the actual like video episode to like YouTube is uh, I know how to look up things on YouTube but I have no idea the rules that 
like you know that i have to obey in order to be on it so hopefully if anybody's out there that is willing to come be part of the show message me tell me a little about yourself send me some of your work because i know what i want it's just the execution part that i don't know how to make it happen go check out martin at martin comic on instagram and go to his link at link link tr.ee so link tree slash martin comic there you can see all his dates his um he has links to his podcast his next show is going to be friday march 20th at 8 from 8 to 11 p.m at inferno located in brawley california the tickets are 20 bucks this is an 18 and up event so make sure you go check it out so go to his link on his instagram for any dates he has pins rocking pins he also has merch you can find that at martin comic on link tree and also i'll be doing a giveaway so simple giveaway i will giving a i will be giving a yo 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 beanie and a martin moreno pin so those normally go for 10 bucks and i don't know how much the beanies are yet i still haven't got them but um hopefully when the when the i pull out the the winner i'll already receive it and i'll have something to show so the it's simple what you have to do is just follow my theme follow me answer one simple question out of the 100th episodes which one has been your favorite all right simple right make sure you tell your friends make sure you tell your enemies make sure you tell everybody because i'm very 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 happy very excited it's a big moment for us you guys are have been a big part of the show and i can't stress how much i can't i wouldn't be able to be doing this if it wasn't for you if i, if I didn't see anybody um listening or if i didn't see anybody like ha- having my back and supporting me i would have stopped a long time ago but i continue doing this because you guys keep asking me to bring people on and you guys really enjoy the show and i really enjoy doing this so i'm gonna continue doing this i don't know as far as my consistency um like i told you guys in the last episode i do have some other personal things that i want to accomplish this year so if i have to take a couple weeks off hopefully you guys understand also friend of the show gloria cruz or you guys might know her as cheekies she's doing a walk for alzheimer's to fight alzheimer's so a little bit about her so in november of 12 uh, 2016 her grandfather roger brasto passed away after his long battle with alzheimer's and dementia about 10 years ago his mother-in-law maria moreno was diagnosed with alzheimer's so as you can imagine it is extremely difficult to watch someone you love slowly lose everything that they make them that makes them the person they are so she's taking part of this alzheimer's walk so if you could find it you know in your heart or in your wallet to support her she's trying to raise a thousand dollars right now she has 185 dollars so if you could find it in your heart you know to help her out to support her for this walk you know it's gonna be for a great cost she's putting in the work to get there to finish the the la marathon so all the support that you guys give her this this is gonna go for a great cost to help fund some research for alzheimer's personally Uh, my grandma passed away and she had a little bit of alzheimer's herself at the end she couldn't even speak so you know it means a lot that somebody's doing something for the research personally like i know i didn't go walk but if i could support somebody doing this putting in the work and at the end of the day this is for a good cause um 
I'm a supporter. So I'm a personally, I'm a donate to her. I haven't done it that yet, but I will. So hopefully you guys, when you guys join, hopefully you guys are part of it too. Go to Cheeky's Cheeky3308 and click on her link. The link is act.alz.org slash goto g-o-t-o running for a cause so make sure you go support cheekies like i said she's putting in the work to be able to help fund some of this research because you know i think we all want all these like the pain and all this stuff to go away you know like we live in a world full of pain and if we could help somebody get out of that i think it'll, it'll really help so go help out if you can but why not? Let's go into the show. Let's celebrate. Let's hear more about Martin and what makes him Martin. And hopefully we get inspired by what he says. Personally, I got inspired. So ended the year completely how I wanted it. And I started the year completely how I wanted it in the show exactly how I wanted it. So thank you guys for your support. Hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Make sure you go to iTunes. Leave me a five star review and share with your friends you know tell people more about the show and what i do and like i said if you want to be part of the show if you want to join the let me know podcast team send me a message and some of your work i need people because that's my goal to pick this up already you know i've been for two years in the same place and i feel i can't do this for myself and something that i'm not too proud of doing is asking for help so i'm asking you for your help please share the show please leave me a review if you can and if you want to be part of the team if you see yourself helping the show grow you think you could do it and you think you'd be a great fit for the show make sure you email me you know like i said i want to get into youtube next so if you have some expertise on youtube let's 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 do this let's be part of this this um growth all right so 2020 is a new year it's not just a nice site so let's make it happen all right so hopefully you guys enjoy the show so let's celebrate with the interview with martin moreno
Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Let Me Know. But you guys already know that. So this is the 100th episode. I have a big, big guest. Somebody that all year I was trying to get. And somehow I just, I got lucky. Martin Moreno. What's up? What's up, Angel? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So I don't know if you know this. I don't know if I mentioned it or Mega Man might have mentioned it. But at the beginning of the year, yeah. I, you know, we all do New Year's resolutions, right? Same on. So mine was to have you on. Uh, I'll tell you what. You hit me up a couple of times, yeah, bro. Yeah. And I'm going to apologize right now for not getting back to you. But when you're like, you know, you hit me up early on when your podcast started. Uh-huh. And there's so many podcasts. And I'm not trying to sound like a thick, but there's so many podcasts. You got three episodes, four episodes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. people walk away, no, you yeah. know. So it's really tough to do like all these po- podcasts that are going to cease to exist. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. You, you, not only did you commit and stuck it out, but, uh, you kept hitting me up to your, you know, you've got your, your, uh, you, you grind, you're you're tenacious, you keep going and, and I respect anybody that works that hard. Uh, to keep their shit going so so big props to you and again i apologize for not uh uh following up earlier with you but i just thought how long is this fucker gonna be doing it every there's a there's a fucking dude start a <laughs> podcast every hour you oh, know yeah, and yeah. and then they freaking they think that they're gonna start a podcast and and that they're gonna blow up or that they're gonna make money or that they're gonna do this and and that's not what a podcast is all about you know it's either to inform or to entertain you know and if you're out there entertaining people and and or you know i know you show case a lot of businesses on your on your podcast you you uh you give people a platform to promote their shit and that's fucking fantastic you know and uh so so uh uh again anybody that's listening and wants to start a podcast if you think you're gonna uh make money and become popular overnight uh that, that that's not what this shit's about yeah no, i totally understand there's no hard feelings obviously man i had you on like I'm, i asked you on again again yeah yeah yeah. Like, no, that's, no, no. that's my like philosophy is like i mean I'm eventually going to wear people down, you know, if I keep asking, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. but like for me, it was like kind of important to have you on like, like around this time, like, cause I wanted like uh, my, the whole time I wanted to like, like in the beginning I, I did hit you up and I understand like, yeah, like there's a lot of people that probably hit you up to do podcasts and obviously you can't like, you can't go to all of them for the, what you just said. And I was like, well, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. And then like, the more episodes I put out, I was trying to show you, like, I'm, I'm going to keep going, you know? And I had your your son on, and I was hoping, hopefully, like, he puts in a good word for me, you know? Because I knew Mega Man was, like, telling you, like, about me. He mentioned yeah. me a couple of times. He did. So I was like, you know what? Like, hopefully, like, he's down to come. If I don't have him on the 100th episode, like, that was, like, what I was aiming for. But if I didn't have you on, like, on, around this time, it was going to be cool because it was, like, eventually, like, I'm going to bump into him somewhere. Yep. And like I'll ask him in person. Like this is actually the first time we've ever met. So it's uh it's crazy because like I remember when we hit our 100th. Uh, everybody when they hit their 100th is like this this milestone, you know, where yeah, it's yeah. like uh, it's a uh, holy shit I got to my 100th, and then you see somebody like Rogan who hits like you know he's over a thousand now, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember when he hit his 1,000th episode then he still had like we had already started the yo 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 podcast Uh with me and hooter and i remember looking at his numbers and i'm like holy fuck this dude's already on top of the 1000 he's already 
pulled more, way more episodes than we have. You uh -huh. know, he's like steady podcasting, yeah, yeah, yeah. working his ass off. And it, it just uh, it inspires you to work harder, you know, yeah. uh, and for me anyway. But uh, but yeah, it's a it's a huge milestone. Congratulations, brother. Yeah, thank and I'm, you. I'm honored that 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 uh, you, you're you you hold me in that esteem to say, hey, man, I, I want you for my 100th episode that that uh, means a lot. He's also for Wilmington. Like, I didn't know he was for Wilmington until um i think i had mario ibarra he told me about him and then mega man told me about him yeah and then since this podcast started as like a wilmington base like i was trying to have as many people for wilmington yep like so that was like my thing like oh man he's like he's big like he's like i also i've been trying to do stand-up for a while nice and so i was like you know what i do stand-up like while i was doing stand-up i kind of stopped for like because I'm, I'm a little bitch i ain't gonna lie but um so I wanted to have you on like stand up you, you kind of you have a name for yourself and like and you, i mean obviously you have a good podcast i listen to it every week so i know like man like listen to you and your son is just like a trip you know like not a lot of people have a relationship like that with their son you know to talk shit to him and then <laughs> let your son talk shit to you back yeah it's uh well we're, we're both comedians so that makes it a little bit the dynamic a little different and i'm also you know i i uh many years ago you know because i i did when you know as a parent you're always trying to be like i know best and and i'm the dad and you gotta respect me and and first of all respect you don't just expect respect you gotta earn respect whether it's your kids friends family uh or anybody you you can't just walk around expecting that people should just automatically you might be a piece of shit yeah. just because you're older doesn't mean i'm gonna fucking respect you there's a lot of older pieces of shit out there and so i I always looked at it, you know, I, a, a big thing happened in my head where I was talking to a guy named Alex Raimundo and, and uh, he's a, also a comedian and a, and a parent. And he said, you know, dude, he goes, um, I don't look at my relationship with my kid as as a as a uh, I know everything type of thing. There's a lot of things that they know that I don't know. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're we happen to be on this planet at the same time out of all these millions and billions or whatever the heck you want to believe you know some people that believe that it's only been ten thousand years fucking you want to believe that that's fine but but uh out of all that time we happen to be here at the exact same moment and there's a lot of shit that i don't know that i can look at at him and say hey man let's figure this out together let's let's uh let's try to be better people together and you know a lot of times i, I look at my kid my son and 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 he's a lot more responsible than i ever would have dreamed dreamt of being at his age you know and there's a lot of things that i learned from him uh there's definitely respect both ways but we also know that we're entertainers and when we are podcasting we're entertaining and and it would it would be um i think we would uh cheat ourselves out of some really good moments and and funny content if he had to talk to me like the typical son talks to his dad you know with this there's there's dudes i know dudes fucking 30 40 years old they're like no 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 i don't cuss in front of my dad i don't drink in front of my dad i don't do this in front of my dad and it's like well you're not being you you know you're not being who you truly are in front of the person that probably loves you more than than anybody else on the fucking planet you know if you can't be yourself what kind of relationship do you really have with your fucking parents I, sometimes i think like man like after the show like how, who the fuck do you think you nah, are like nah, talking nah, to me nah, like nah, that nah. a lot of times a lot of times you know it's it's funny because uh people that know me 
they they like i got a friend you know we grew up together you know since since uh high school and shit and he goes i listen to the podcast and i love it when fucking hooter calls you out on your shit he goes because because you're so fucking full of shit he goes since i met you and nobody ever called you out on your shit so the fact that he's like you know hey why are we listening to you you always take us the wrong way fucker you don't you know you argue with the gps you do this you do that and and he's like i love it when he calls you out he goes that's what makes it funnier and hey man like i said as long as people are getting entertained I don't give a fuck, dude. That our goal is to make people, you know, for for an hour, hour and a half, whatever long length of time that we put out the podcast. Our goal is to, for that amount of time, let somebody be entertained and escape for whatever from from wherever it is that they're at, you know. And and if they can listen to us and we can achieve that, then then, then it was a good fucking episode. Like um, like something that I, I like that when he calls you on is whenever you make your foods, like you're always like improvised. <laughs> like I made zucchini bread, but I. It's Instead of zucchini, I used avocado or some shit like that. Like, like I mean, I might pitch a lot of shit to you on this episode. So, like, I was right now, I was gonna mention to you, like, have you ever started doing some like a little YouTube thing where, for like your followers, where you like you do a make them up, like you start. Like you make a food and then you just add whatever like your little twist to it my little recipes and shit yeah, um yeah. i think that we're, we're i don't know if, you know i guess cooking would be good um i think there's so many freaking uh food shows out there great food shows you know i'll get props to uh you know there's not only are there the shows that are on the the food network the cooking channel or whatever the heck it is but um Sean Latham, guy that toured with uh, with Gabriel for a while, and, and myself, uh, you know, uh, known Sean for a long time. He he's got a online show called the Twenty Dollar Chef, where he'll make a meal for under twenty bucks, you know, and makes it entertaining as fuck. And he's cooking and he's showing you what he's doing and he's uh, cutting corners. You know, you don't have to have a big budget to make a a, a meal. And so there's, you know, there's people that have, you know, the, this food, this food show, that food show. So there's so many food shows that to try to get into the food show uh, realm would probably be like, I don't know. I, I cook and a lot of times it's for my therapy, bro. I, I, I open up a bottle of wine uh, or I get it like a, a nice fucking whiskey and, or a beer and smoke a joint. And then I just start cooking. I'll start prepping different types of food and then. I'll follow kind of an outline to a recipe, but then I'll be like, well, fuck, I could put this or I could put that, especially if I'm fucking high. If I'm high and feeling good, it just becomes this. And sometimes it's like a disaster and it's like, what the fuck was that? But, you know, you you live and you learn and you always kind of tweak something out. I I never do the same recipe twice. It's it's uh, I I like to get creative. And it's again, it's more like a like a little escape therapy for me. I mean, I I still feel it'd be, it'd be pretty cool to see you like cooking, messing up. Like you mess up, you mess up, like tasting it, and like ah, oh, this is like garbage or whatever. Like I, I still feel it'd be like a little entertaining. Yeah, like something extra for your, like your followers, you know. Yeah, maybe you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe in 2020, I'll start like maybe cooking stuff and putting it up on on YouTube. I dude, I sh- content. People love content, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and 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 there's so much of it out there, but there's always room for more. So maybe yeah, start fucking cooking my craziness and putting it out there and seeing what the fuck. Yeah, you never know. Like, yeah. I mean, ask Mega Man to come. You'll bring like his. He says he's gonna start <laughs> filming in 2020. So is he? Tell him to bring his like camera crew and 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 yeah, and go to town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know he's a big fan of you, so he could be your like your guinea pig for your recipes. <laughs> Mega Man will tear it up, bro. Yeah. He'll fucking eat and drink whatever. Yeah, or or. or <laughs> 
scooter too i mean he's like super honest he'll tell you if it's a piece of crap <laughs> that's funny man yeah, yeah that's not a bad idea homie so i mean when how old were you when you started like doing stand-up oh. I, I know that i'm gonna ask you some questions because just for my curiosity you know uh, like about, no worries dude um i was 31 i think the first time 30 31 the first time i, I did comedy um 31 and you know which is you know a little bit later on in life most people start in their 20s or even before that uh i just never knew you know that i could do it like i i always thought i was funny i was on entertain people like if we're in the backyard drinking there's a party i i'd make people laugh you know i was always able to make people laugh i i kind of used it as a um as a tool to to uh you know growing up in wilmington it's, it's it was a tough neighborhood it's, it still is it's not like it's you know like it's all fucking soft now and shit but uh in order to to fit in and to not be threatening i'd always use humor um early on as as far back as i can remember you know even in, in elementary school i'd, I'd uh, if the book fair came to town or to school and you the, there was books available to buy I'd, I'd buy like the joke book or the riddle book and then i try to tell those jokes to people you know the, that that kind of shit and but i was always trying to to make people laugh i was just uh you know trying to be a clown and shit um but i never thought that it was something that was possible to do like i was a big fan of comedy but i looked at it like you had to do go to school and you had to have like training and you have to have money and you have to have every a lot of things you know when you grow up uh underprivileged because under we were definitely underprivileged uh a lot of things seem unattainable uh, and then it's not until you get older that, that and you start experiencing things that you realize how attainable things are. You know, I got I got a buddy named Rick Ramos who's also a comedian and he talks about tells me told me a story one time about his dad, you know, how you know his his life dream was to be a helicopter pilot. And he's like, Fuck dude, those lessons aren't that much. Like you could have fulfilled your fucking dream. But who knows what that dude's mentality was in Arizona, you know? It's like go to the post office, get a job, support your family, fuck your dreams. Um, and I think that's the mentality a lot of people have, you know, we, we, when you grow up underprivileged with, with minimal means, your goals aren't necessarily your dreams. A lot of times what you want is I want to be able to provide a home with enough rooms for everybody to sleep in. I don't want my kids to be sharing the room with like 10 motherfuckers, you know, or whatever the case may be. I, I don't want to have, you know, government cheese, fucking caldo de queso fucking for dinner, you know, because that's what's that's what's in the fridge, you know. Uh, your goals are like, you know, I, I want to be able to buy my kid clothes. I want to buy my kid this. So your dreams become basic uh, necessities in life that aren't necessarily your dreams it's just your your aspirations are to be better than what you had it and you focus on that and a lot of times that entails getting a whatever job so that you can provide these things and have these things that you always wanted as a kid and and therefore whatever it is that you ever that you wanted to do gets put on a back burner so like but what were you doing before like you started doing stand-up like fuck everything yeah dude i worked uh i got a license as an emt 
Um, I did, I did fucking retail. I did, uh, I, I worked in every job you could think of. I was constantly going to school. I was enrolled in Harbor College. I thought I wanted to be, uh, I, I went through, I wanted to get, apply to the nursing program. Uh, then I became an, an EMT because I thought I could be a paramedic and a, a firefighter paramedic. So I went, uh, San Pedro Skill Center, got my, my license as an EMT. I worked for an ambulance company. Uh, then I was about to apply to paramedic school when I got a DUI. Oh, shit. And so I was like, well, fuck, now I got a DUI. Uh-huh. I, there's no way I'm fucked. The fire department's going to take me. And people were like, no, 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 just write it out. You know, it'll be off your record in seven years. And they understand that when you're young, you make mistakes. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. So I keep writing it out. And I'm thinking I'll just, you know, uh, you know, just keep my shit, you know, straight. And then, of course, like not even two years later, I got another DUI. And I'm like, okay, these motherfuckers. They might look past one and yeah. say this guy was a pendejo and you know he made a mistake. You do two, and it's like okay, this guy's just a fucking knucklehead. Yeah, and yeah. so then obviously I had to go on a different direction. Then I started working in the ER, uh, in the emergency room as a tech. I had a job then at a, at an urgent care clinic as a tech. Uh, taking classes constantly at one point I thought I wanted to go to PA school Uh, I ended up working at UCLA ended up working in the cath lab Um, and that was a fucking like just amazing experience like for the education that I had I had more experience in healthcare than I did Uh, I worked in the floor as a like a nursing assistant for for a few years as well like after I left uh, the urgent care setting in a cardiology floor where uh, you know worked with patients as, as pretty much a nursing assistant but a tech as well uh, and then ended up in in the procedure room again where they do cats and things and that's where I was when I started comedy and uh, you know I thought that I wanted to go to school to be a P, either a PA or an RN and but in the back of my head there was always that little um, I want to be a comic you know was was always there and I took a I, I, the you get those little flyers for the extension classes at um, Harbor College at Harbor College or whatever yeah. junior college is yeah. that's in the neighborhood. Uh, they usually send out that thing to the local uh, residents, and it said stand up comedy workshop. Um, I forget how many weeks it was in it, and then you it's like finished. nine weeks because I took the same one. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, who, at Harvard College. Who did you take it with? I think Steven is like a Jewish guy. He, okay, he was like in um. Like his big thing was like he was in the Jay Leno, like the show that he used to have, the Tonight Show. Yeah, he was in the Tonight Show a couple of times, and that was like his big thing. Wow, good for him. Yeah. Um, I uh, the, the guys that were teaching it was a guy named Justin Ezzy and Bill Word, and uh, two comedians. And the uh, at the end, you do a showcase, and I think at the time there was a a uh, a bar here in San Pedro over by where the i don't know if it's still there but on western right before peck park there's the bally's well it used to be bally's i don't know what i think it's like la fitness now it's la fitness probably uh uh right there in that in that shopping center there used to be a uh, bar called mules and that's where i did my first show i think it was either october or november of 99 and i fucking i just never looked back after that i got really fortunate i i met um one year into my comedy fucking not even one year a few months into doing comedy i met uh, felipe esparza gabriel iglesias they set me up with some gigs i i, I was doing a th- i did a theater 
in fucking San Diego when I was an open micer. So like, how long how long were you in it when you started doing that? Like, you six bro, months, 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 yeah. months literally fucking. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And but they were already like far ahead, like where they they were still doing their thing. They were still. Uh -huh. going. I mean, Felipe had credits. He was, he had already been on the Latino Lap Festival. Uh, Gabriel was on a TV show at the time called all that on nickelodeon what? so yeah they were doing stuff oh yeah and uh but they were still doing the the like the bars that i was working at you know um and i remember they they set me up with a fucking um with a gig out at the fourth and b in san diego and i was like what the fuck i was like like in front of i don't know how many hundreds of people and, and i didn't have the fucking you know i think they wanted that i was hosting and i had to do that the, there's an intermission in the show so you do 10 up front and then another 10 and i didn't have 20 there's no way i had 20 so i was trying to stretch out my material and you know nobody nobody cared what the fucking guy that comes out first does you yeah, know yeah, but yeah. in my head i was like i got i got paid to do it i got a room i took Damn. my girlfriend at the time i took a guy named g riley with me and uh you know i remember he went in the green room he goes oh man motherfucker you fucked around and got a real gig <laughs> and, and it was big it was huge you know and yeah. um and and you think like at that point oh my god i fucking made it you know i'm a fucking open mic or trying to figure out how to be funny you know and uh and very shortly thereafter i got on a tv show called que locos i don't think i was doing comedy for more than two years when i got on there uh i got asked to go on some of the tour dates it was ridiculous um and so a lot of things happened really fucking fast yeah that uh, sounds like really quick like I'm, i wasn't ready i wasn't yeah. ready for none of it and uh and in retrospect i think back and i'm like you know yes it was great and i wouldn't trade it for anything because then you know i, I like i said i met gabriel i met felipe i ended up touring with with gabriel for many many years we went around the fucking world and so i was on an accelerated like you know again but i was i didn't have i mean i don't have any experience i didn't have I, I didn't know how to make every crowd laugh it was very um like uh like you're just there you just look up one day and you're like how the fuck did i get here and uh it was it's very surreal it's still surreal you know i find myself in situations where i'm like wow it's uh like you know from a kid that 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 grew up in wilmington thinking they can't do that uh it just fucking um you know it, it blows my fucking mind and 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 again if anybody's listening and you are in in um in the hood or wherever the heck you are and you think that things are unattainable literally everything is attainable you can fucking do whatever the hell you want to do uh it's just a matter of 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 asking questions and putting yourself in a position to do it uh nothing is is i'm, I'm gonna say it, nothing is fucking unattainable you know if it, it, barack obama who is a uh, a black man ended up being the president of the united states donald trump is the president of the united states if that doesn't tell you anybody can do shit anybody can do shit you know yeah. um so yeah even driving in uh you know it, 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 as soon as i get on the 110 i don't give a shit where uh the 110 past the 405 you know heading south you know the 110 in downtown la that's the, you know it is what it is but yeah. once you're on the 110 uh past the 405 when you're hitting torrance and carson and then you're in wilmington and then you're in san pedro that just takes me back to being a kid it takes me back to being uh, uh a little kid you know uh, i grew up right there right down the street from gulf avenue elementary school um and you know we did it dude i went to high school banning high i remember we used to 
come party in Pedro. We'd go to Royal Palms. We'd go to a, a place called Sunken City. I don't know if you ever heard of Sunken yeah, City, yeah. but we used to fucking party our asses off down there. Um, I, I when I pulled up here to where you have your studio, I uh, I parked and I looked up the hill and I was like, oh fuck. I saw that big white ball yeah, 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 and yeah. that is all fenced up now. But back in the day, it used to be, you're too young to remember, but it used to be this giant lot yeah, yeah. where you could go park. Oh. You could go park your car and just party out there. And so there was a bunch of kids that used to hang out out there, you know, and it's almost like a, where people would go make out, teenagers would go fuck, whatever the hell they did. And I remember you could drive your car all the way to the edge of that thing, which is so fucking dangerous. And I remember there'd be cars there and we'd sit on the hood of the car like fucking pendejos. We'd be drinking and it's like, get closer, get closer, get close. And the car that would get closer, you know, was the stupidest, really, yeah. you know. But back then we thought that that was the shit. And uh, but, you know, I, I don't take those. There were stupid things that we did. But I don't regret any of them. We used to come party over here at, at Ports of Call, you know, the the, fish the fisherman's fiesta that they used to have and, and, and used to get loaded. I, I remember we used to come to the fucking the carnival over at Mary Star. Uh, you know, we'd be like, oh, fuck, it's all the Catholic school girls. You know, you know what they say about Catholic school girls are fucking crazy, bro. So we'd always come over and try to, uh, uh, you know, hook up with the fucking chicks at Mary Star. When we were in, at, at, at Banning, we would fucking, you know, uh, here in San Pedro, there's a place called the, I don't know if it's still there, but on, on Pacific, I think it's Pacific, Pacific or Gaffey. Yeah, it's Pacific. Uh, it was a club called the Dancing Waters, it was called at the time. And then it became the Waters Club. And there was a bunch of metal uh, bands that used to come by. And we used to go to see concerts there and, and fucking party. We're little kids, little kids. But back then it was a lot easier to party, you know. Was, you can get beer at almost any liquor store in Carson and Wilmington back then. You can go to the panaderias in the east side and there was fucking alcohol for whoever the fuck wanted it, you know. But there's none anymore, like panaderias on the east side. The only one that stands like that's still there is that the liquor store on uh, pch like that's the only one that's been there like the longest uh pch and what Fuck, i don't know it's by like that church like a couple holy blocks. family yeah but it's like on so pch, on Blin. Yeah, PCH and Blin. there's a big yeah. that's a right there across the street from ghost town yeah, there used to be a cinco de mayo across the street like yep, the and there used to be a bar called la oficina nah. which was the office uh -huh. and so we're on my oficina yeah. and people would go to my oficina and uh <laughs> and there was a bunch of uh that's a great name for a bar <laughs> fuck yeah dude we're on oficina yeah we're on my it was either la oficina or my oficina yeah, i don't know you, either way yeah you can tell anybody your i'm wife. going to the office <laughs> And uh, and I remember we used to go in there and they used to sell us alcohol. We were probably 16 years old partying in there. Uh, they didn't give a fuck, you know. There was a bakery called La Perla. And I don't know if it's still there or not, but I know that we used to go there and, and I, I'd buy Lowenbrows in there, you know. Um, we'd go to uh, Mr. I think it was Mr. Lee's. We'd go to Candy's Liquor. We'd go to a bunch of places and, and uh, it was just... It was a different time, you know. You could buy cigarettes, you could buy beer. Uh, there was weed everywhere, or as much as illegal. As, and then, of course, there was the fucking crack epidemic at that time. It was it was the '80s, and crack had just hit the scene, you know. Um, it wasn't even called crack. Everybody called it freebasing, you know. And uh, so, it, diff completely different times, mm -hmm. you know. Like I love stories like this. Like so, I I was born in in Long Beach, but then I was raised in TJ. 
and then raised in TJ. Yeah. So when pretty much when you started doing comedy, that's when I came to live here in Wilmington. Oh wow! I didn't even know that. I, like I came up on vacation, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden I see my mom and my dad, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're just we're gonna go to our house." I was like, "I thought a house in TJ." And no, they took me to Wilmington. I was like, what the hell? Like, I was, I, I didn't have clothes. I didn't have nothing. I just, just the clothes on my body. I had like a garbage bag, you know, like the Mexican maleta is just a sure. fucking garbage bag. But that's about it. So, like, whenever I hear history about Wilmington, yeah, like to me, that's awesome. Like, so all this stuff that you're telling me is like, I always wondered what was it like? Like, it was, it, there was a lot of, I remember there was, as a kid, as a kid, I was a kid there, I was born in 68. So, I remember in the 70s, I was a little kid and you'd be able to play army and you'd play all these games. People played outside. People, our street was complete. Every kid was outside. Uh, we'd be playing football on the street. We'd be playing fucking games. Like all the, we'd, we'd be out there. And a lot of the kids were Mexican kids. So they'd be telling stories, you know? That was the first time I ever heard La Llorona. Uh, there was this one kid, I remember, who used to tell us that she was a little older and she'd say like, uh, your name, when you die, you're gonna go to uh, heaven, and there's there's gonna be this giant book, and if your name's not in that book, then go you're gonna, you don't go to you don't get to get into heaven. And mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? And and you know, th when you're a kid, you know, you're hearing these things from the older kids, and you fucking believe it all, you know. And I'm like, well, there's gonna be a book, and and, and if you're not in the book, how the fuck do you get in the book? And then there I am stressing about this fucking fake book, you know. It's like, uh, you know, you'd figure there's a uh, by that point there was at least a Rolodex, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? And and uh, uh, so. But yeah, I remember playing playing games on the street, you know, playing fucking, you know, spin the bottle, playing all these fucking hide and go seek. Uh, uh, there's a, a game called uh, uh, we we do this circle, and it said uh, uh, everybody would pick a country, and then you'd put your foot in there, and it's like one, two, three. I declare war on blah blah blah, and then you had to chase that person. I forget, I don't even know what game that was, man. But there was so many games and and trees, and people climbed trees and all the older kids smoked weed like i was dude i knew about weed when i was fucking probably in like third grade i already knew what weed was you know definitely by the time i was in third grade our neighbor used to slang weed uh so those people constantly going to that dude's house you know the popular kid um and uh so yeah it was um it was a uh uh there was a lot of vacant lots, you know. Now there's 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 no lots. Everything's like either a, a shopping center or a um, or an apartment complex. But back then there used to be so many lots with a bunch of grass where you could just go play army. You know, you'd get these guns, and before they had all the little orange thing, they looked like real fucking guns and real rifles, which is so crazy because a lot of people got killed, you know, because of those fucking toys. Uh, and uh, we used to play. We used to play in those in those vacant lots, and um, it was it was it was a, a fucking um, you know we we'd, we'd go to the pool. We'd all jump on our bikes and, and or walk even to uh, Machado Pool. Uh, the Shadow. pool, yeah, it's, it's called. Oh uh, yeah, 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 Banning Pool. Ba no, not Banning Pool. Fucking the one over there by Harbor, Harbor College. College. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what it's called now, yeah, but it's probably it's a, the same shit. You know, but it, it was Machado Pool and fucking let's go to Machado Pool and fucking we go to Machado Pool and for like I don't know you get a quarter a quarter you could go in they give you this green bag you put all your clothes in there and then uh, they had showers you know and, and and fucking I remember as a you know as a kid you're like you fucking you're you're under showering with fucking grown ups you know there's yeah. fucking grown ups in there. 
and they're all dudes right but you see fucking guys with pelos and shit you know and you're still fucking you still got a bald dick like uh -huh. what the fuck eh? when am i gonna get pelos you know and then that was a big thing like when are you gonna get pubes you know like you fucking wanted pubes and shit you know uh like do you remember when you got them i never like one day they just shut up yeah i think so but you know what i was so hyper conscious of it you know that i was kind of like when are they coming when are they coming now i don't re i don't remember when they did come in uh definitely not in elementary school uh i think it was in middle school where i finally fucking got them yeah i didn't bust a nut till middle school because I, I used to jack off uh but nothing would come out you know <laughs> just fucking stay hard and be like fucking god damn and then when it finally came out i was like whoa what the <laughs> fuck it was fucking crazy time yeah. uh but yeah dude there was a lot of vacant lots uh there was uh over there on uh on avalon and anaheim i, I was just talking to Mega Man about this there was just thrifty it was just thrifty right there now there's a, a cvs obviously and a bunch of other like a check cashing place a bunch of other corner of anaheim where the wilmington sign is but right there, it was just thrifty in the corner. And the whole property, there was a parking lot. A oh. giant, empty parking lot for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't that many people coming to fucking thrifty. Uh -huh. But back then, you know, there, was, there wasn't there was a need for, for anything more than, than that. And then uh, the first building that went up after that was uh, Top Value. And um, right down the street was the Granada, the, the theater where they'd play all the the double features uh mexican movies all the all those fucking you know that's the first time i used to see titties bro like fucking and they'd let you in they didn't give a fuck if you weren't with your parents you just paid your 50 cents you got into the fucking cine you know and you could see two movies i remember fucking las ficheras and jorge rivero and fucking valentin trujillo and all them dudes and fucking all kinds of fucking people people fucking and sasha montenegro and fucking you know shows like fucking movies like ratas del asfalto which was about racing you know eventually you know now you got the fast and the furious but this was fucking mexican style they played fast and the furious there it wasn't fast oh, and the was furious like it. it was oh, like okay. it. it it was like that racing but with fucking hot horny mexican chicks okay. and fucking a lot of drinking and shit you know uh um so i remember going there every weekend we'd be at the movie theater for for a double feature you know and we'd walk you know you'd walk fucking from uh i'd walk from golf we, we, we lived on golf and uh op uh and then we'd walk all the way to the fucking theater and shit and um but yeah driving into pedro dude it, it just brought back a shit ton of memories and every time like i said every time i come down the 110 uh, it just gets flooded with a lot of my childhood. It's funny that you mentioned that the bar because like, yeah, like as a little kid, I would always look at the bar. I was yeah. like, man, I wonder what it is, you know, yep. like for the longest, like I would tell people, oh, that's the observatorium. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know. Then I like I always told myself whenever I got a car, like I'm going to go visit them. And then I ended up going and yeah, it's just these big ass balls. I ended up taking a picture like what's up like i guess people in wilmington like, like that's their goal to see what the hell's up what there. the hell's up there yeah we uh when you could drive up there uh when you could still park and, and and just chill up there uh i remember we were kids and one of my dad's friends uh, my parents friends that that family they would say los voy a llevar a las luces i'm gonna take you to the lights you know because you go up there and you park and you see all the fucking lights in la you could see Orange County, Los Angeles, you see all, you, it just lit up. It's all lit up and it was a great fucking view. So that was when I first got exposed to it. I was a little kid 
and then as a teenager ended up out there you know with with the friends that i used to party with and i was like oh fuck i used to come here and check out the lights with my family now i'm up here fucking pounding beers and smoking weed and uh it, it was you know that big white ball brings it's a lot of fucking memories about that place bro yeah, yeah. yeah a lot I mean, of fucking memories like, and then so, like you, you mentioned the the theater like whenever i came here it was already closed down like what was there was like church service Yes, like, that turned into a church for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. Like, but like, how come? Like, walk. How come it closed? Like, why did it close? Probably because they were charging fifty cents yeah, um, okay. for a double feature. I don't know. Um, I I think it just got you know. Um, people were like, once videos uh, VHS came into play, uh, very few people were going to the fucking movies because. For the same price, you could, I think you rent a video at that time for like a dollar. So instead of taking the whole family to the fucking movies, now you could stay home and watch all these fucking, as many movies as you wanted. Uh, and not just what was playing there. You weren't limited to what was playing there. And with Latino movies, it's not like there was all these like, you know. In, in, like a high in, demand that and well it was a high demand because of the community but there wasn't like these blockbuster releases like oh this movie's coming out and there's all this hype that it's coming out it's just it was just out and they played it and uh but i think and i don't know that this is true but my if i, if I had to guess it would probably that once people started getting vcrs when, once vcrs became affordable i think movie theaters in the hood became uh obsolete especially in the latino community mm. yeah because yeah. i always thought maybe like that place could be turned into like uh some like to perform you know like oh it'd be great i would yeah. love to fucking do a show at the granada it'd be fucking amazing but, like, like the problem is parking you know like you have to park on the street there's really no parking there's like a parking spot but that's for like a clinic that's right there other mm -hmm. than that there's really nowhere to park there's nowhere to park and yeah. uh, i remember people used to park at the parking lot for thrifty like I said, it was just a giant parking lot. So most of that parking went for the theater parking. But uh, yeah, and then that whole area there, I know that they've been restoring it. They have the art walk out there now. Uh, but I know back in the day, that used to be a really like fucking shady side of town. You know, a lot of the... Um, the yeah, hotels the, out there was yeah. a lot of the, the the addicts that used to kick it there a lot of the, a lot of heroin a lot of um a lot of a lot of shady shit went down right over there on, on bling on bling mm -hmm. yeah, yeah that, that's where they have like the homeless shelter and stuff so there's like a lot of homeless people over there so yeah yeah, yeah i understand why they might not want like a lot of people on that side mm -hmm. yeah like it gets nice if you go towards banning park that's when like that's the pretty side you oh know? dude you go over there behind banning park and and i remember i went to a block party one time on um n street where n street dead ends there used to be a free clinic there and uh a planned parenthood and then right there uh you go into n street and it's this giant block and it dead ends it's a cul-de-sac it dead ends in the cul-de-sac and um they threw a block party. I forget what block, what day or what, what what it was, but everybody, it seemed like everybody from the high school was there and the whole block got together. And I think they were charging like five bucks or, or something. You pay five bucks and you walk in and there was just kegs and music. Every garage was open. There was different music in every fucking place. It was a fucking block party for yo ass and they blocked off the street and nobody i mean there was no cops nobody said shit it was just you know fucking go ahead have at it and i remember partying in there it was um with a bunch of my friends and just getting 
fucked up. We used to get loaded, dude, and, and fucking teenagers, bro. No business getting loaded, but there we were, fucking those pedos. L again, it was a whole different time. I look back now and think to myself, fuck, man, like some of the shit I did, you know, uh, I, I, and th then you think about what your kids are going to do and you're like, and it's always, it, it's always less obviously because you know, uh, shit, when I was coming up, you didn't even have to put on a seatbelt. You didn't need a helmet. If you were riding a motorcycle, like it was a fucking, you, you it didn't matter how old you were. There was alcohol and, uh, and cigarettes to be a thing. I was a little kid. My grandma would send me to the liquor store to buy cigarettes as wow. a kid, yeah, as yeah. a child. My grandma died when I was like in fifth grade. So before that, and then she didn't, she was in, in a, a convalescent place for a while before she died. So way before then. So I must've been in like fucking second grade, dude, going to the liquor store, buying fucking cigarettes and they never blinked. It was like no big fucking deal. You know, my, my grandma would say, hey, prendeme el cigarro, turn on the, the cigarette. I'd go to the stove, light the fucking cigarette, take a few drags, and then give it to my grandma. It was fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> nuts. Like, yeah. seriously nuts. You wouldn't wouldn't tell my fucking grandkids, hey, go light my cigarette <laughs> or go buy me cigarettes in the second grade. Are you out of your mind? But back then, it was, it was again, it was a different fucking time, dude. Yeah. Like, do you think um Wilmington has like changed for the better or like you think it has like digressed um i i it's definitely evolved for the i want to say for the better but i don't know because i don't live there and i'm not there for the uh for the for the day in uh -huh. and day out of it but i do know that when i was a kid uh you go to ghost town and it was like the line to drive in and buy crack was longer than the line at in and out damn and so that's not there anymore yeah, yeah yeah and so does stuff go down of course but stuff goes down i think almost anywhere yeah you know wilmington has a big population but i don't think there's a police department there i think there's a substation of the san pedro police department so i don't know how many cars patrol wilmington so that alone makes it a little tough to uh to police it you know uh i know i don't know this for a fact but i think that at one time the fire department had shut down wow. and they and i think they were coming from carson so there was no fire department there there's no police department there. there's a substation yeah but it's only x amount of cars so for the level of people that live there there should be more uh policing going on but hey man i you know like i said i don't live there i haven't lived there in a long time so i don't know enough like, the, but did you ever perform here? Like, on the yeah, dude. When I first started doing comedy, there was a uh, on Gaffy. I think it's the Best Western now. It used to be the Holiday Inn, uh, that big hotel right here. Like yeah, right around away. the corner. Yeah, there, <laughs> and there was a, uh, a, a a lounge in there, a club called Club One Eleven, and I did. A, I ran a show there like the first six months of my comedy career. Wow. I remember going somewhere and and they said, oh yeah, you got to bring six people to the show. Like if you want to perform, you know, when you first start, you got to do these bringer shows. And I remember they said, you got to bring six people to the show and they got to, you know, pay, you know, 10 bucks, 15 bucks to get in. And then they got to buy two things and then you got to pay for parking and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, fuck, man. Everybody I know lives in fucking, you know, Wilmington and Pedro. This is fucking crazy. How am I going to fucking get all these fucking people over there? 
and uh, I remember just being a little disillusioned and I remember hanging out with my friend Jesus he's a teacher and we were fucking I had just started doing comedy and I remember walking in uh, we, we're, we were out you know we'd always go out and grab a beer here beer there and a lot of the local places here in Pedro we, we'd always hit them and um, I said hey let's go up to the Club 111 man and we, we, we walked in there and I remember we parked we walked in and it was fucking empty like there was nobody in that motherfucker and there was a uh a chick with a um a karaoke system you know uh, doing karaoke but but nobody was in there she was just in there by herself and i'm like hey man um when do the people get here she's like yeah it's always like maybe like a few maybe two or three hotel guests don't come in but nobody really and i go man i go i could probably and it was a weekend it was like a friday or saturday and i'm like i could probably bring some people in here if we could do some comedy and then you could do your karaoke afterwards you know and I, we could use your shit and she goes you need, you need to talk to the manager his name is uh mr i still remember Anna anaconi tony anaconi big fat italian guy your stereotypical cigar smoking big fat mobster type of guy and uh and uh i remember I, w I, I walked in i go when is he here she goes i'm probably in the daytime and back then you know there was no fucking there wasn't cell phones weren't like in every uh like not everybody had one and shit like that and you couldn't email people you know so um i i went over there i kept go i went over there and i and i fucking you know found the guy and i walked into his office and i go hey man um, I'm a comedian. I'd probably done comedy maybe three or four fucking times at that time. I go, you know, I came in here on the weekend and it was fucking, there was nobody in here, but I said, I see you have a, uh, a sound system. What if I brought you some comedians and what if I brought an audience, uh, would you be cool with that? And he goes, well, I don't have a budget to pay you because I already pay the karaoke, uh, uh, company. So, I'd give you I'll give you a percentage of the bar he said which nobody gives you a percentage of the bar but but he you know he thought and to be honest I didn't give a fuck about money or percentage I just wanted a place to perform where I can invite my friends to come and um, so he goes yeah if you want to try it we could try it and do a show once a month or something that first show that I did there I invited everybody I knew and when you first start everybody comes out to support you know so it was my family like my fucking friends people from work the place was fucking standing room only it was stupid packed like they were bringing in tables and chairs to sit people and uh and I remember fucking going up there I did my set at that time I, I was still going up there with a fucking sarape uh oh my god I, I when i think about those early fucking sets i did where they were fucking horrible and but i thought i was killing dude i thought i was fucking smashing and i remember it was a, it was a huge fucking success and um he said you know i'm gonna be honest with you there was a lot of people here but they weren't really drinking and i'm like bullshit i know my fucking friend so he gave me he broke me off a little bit of money it wasn't much but and again i didn't give a shit and uh, I think we did it uh, a couple more times. And he said, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the budget that I'm giving the karaoke people. 
you can have that budget and we can do this uh, every other week. And then we turned it into every other week and it ended up fucking, you know, uh, you know, I'd go, I'd make flyers on, on a computer. I'd print them, big giant flyers. I'd go all over ports of call, passing them out to people. Hey man, it's a free show. It's a free show. And, uh, and I, I, I ran that for about six, six, seven months. I met a lot of comics because it was a good room. It was always packed and people wanted to come. And so they'd book me in their places. So I got, I got a lot of stage time from it. But yeah, that was, uh, uh, I did shows there. I did a show at the, um, at the VFW in Wilmington, right there on Anaheim. Uh, Gilbert Esquivel, a uh, comedian uh, from Wilmington as well, uh, used to run a show there. And I remember uh, he said, hey, man, because he came and did the Club 111. And he said, hey, uh, if you ever want to come by, he goes, I have a show. Uh, you can come do some time. So I went there. And I think that might have been where I met Gabriel Iglesias was there. Uh, I, I ran into him there or I ran into him there and I met him at the Odyssey, another show that Gilbert Esquivel used to put on. And um, so uh, those were the the places that I performed at here uh, in town was the uh, the the Holiday Inn at the time, which was Club 111. I still have flyers. I still have some of the old flyers with the with the lineups of the um, those were in, in the end of I, th I think it was either the end of 99 and the beginning of 2000 when when we would do those shows and uh, i i still look at those flyers every once in a while and i just smile and think back like holy fuck yeah, that's a trip like i mean i think that's what wilmington needs right now or just like wilmington san pedro like there's really nowhere for comedy like the bfw still a, a great spot still right there i feel like i mean if they had like a little show like i i feel like wilmington like the this new generation like you know with social media and everything that's going on like they need that outlet people want to be seen and heard and like me like i started doing like i always wanted to do stand-up as a kid you know i like kind of like you like i knew i was funny i could make people laugh i don't have much of a personality but if i could make you laugh i knew you want to be my friend because at least i knew that's what i brought to the table so um i started like at harvard college like i wanted to do a show my girlfriend told me like what the fuck like you keep saying that you want to do stand-up but you don't really do anything about it so i was like you know what you're right i signed up i took that class i performed over here at the annex and on on thai's house no the no. annex um it's over here in san pedro um oh, okay. like fourth street yeah i don't i don't yeah, know yeah it's like a little theater and that's okay. and then i started doing stand-up but like i always wanted like a spot in wilmington because I, I knew there's other people that felt the same way that's me, you know, that wanted to do stand up or that wanted to get into comedy or do little skits or whatever. And that's how the podcast came to be, too, because like like people tell me that I'm the first podcast from Wilmington and I might be. I'm not. Congratulations, really sure. dude. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, but I'm not like I don't really care. Like I needed like what I wanted was a, a place where I could like talk to people that were following a dream that were pursuing something like me similar to me that mm -hmm. isn't like a common thing like. You go to school after high school, like especially in Wilmington, the, the first thing they tell you is like get a job at the at, as a longshoreman or 100%. at the refinery, you know. But which there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's yeah. a great living, and 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 again, when you when you are in Wilmington, you know, I remember I remember my my friend, his parents worked at the back then. There used to be a a cannery, you know, the the Starkist, or they used to can all the tuna there. It used to be right there on on uh, over by where the uh, by Isaac's burritos that that area there 
that used to be a lot of canneries down there and a lot of people worked at the cannery and uh there there was that big where uh do you know where um starbucks in carson is right there on um on wilmington boulevard where it became yes that used to be the american can company it was called and so they made cans so that employed a shit ton of people so people worked at that at the at the american can company and then the cannery obviously needed the cans so they were canning starkist back then and so uh, uh back then minimum wage was probably three dollars an hour but if you worked at the cannery, you were making like seven to eight bucks an hour, wow. and you're, you were balling, you know, yeah, yeah. With, with that with that with that type of money. It seemed like big money. And I remember my my friend's parents, my friend's parents, they used to have a big like uh, one of those like passenger vans, and they'd pick up like people that worked that didn't have a ride to get to work. A lot of the señoras that couldn't drive or even dudes and they'd pick they'd get up early as fuck before their shift they'd roll around fucking town picking people up and they would charge them money for a ride you know like they were the raitero they were called you know and and they were they had that money plus they were making their salary and they were both working both the, the the mom and the dad and they were and i remember they used to tell my homie when you know when he'd say oh i want to do this is like, no 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 you got to go work at the cannery who also is going to give you eight dollars an hour yeah you know so the same thing with the longshoreman you know it's like that's the dream that's the dream thing mm-hmm. like, you become a longshoreman and then you buy a house you know in pedro mm-hmm. and uh um <laughs> you know or, or you work in the refinery and um and and a lot of people do and and again it's a great living i'm not knocking that at all it's a fantastic living uh a lot of people do it by default you know they inherit the card and and you you end up working there uh but i think if if you give people the option of what do you want to do um i think you know there's a lot of there's a lot of dreamers you know uh not 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 saying the political dreamers Mm -hmm. but just kids with dreams you know and I, i remember um I forgot who said it, but they said, exercise your right to dream. It's free. You know, you can dream whatever you want. It's it's free to dream, you know. Um, and people, you know, especially in the hood, they look at, at you as a, as, a, as a pussy, you know, like, you're a fucking dreamer, eh? Like, fucking, you know, what the fuck's wrong with you, you know? You got to live in the real world. And, yeah, the real world, you, you got to exist in it, but it's okay to want more, you know? Uh there's a great quote that says a, a man's grasp should always exceed his reach otherwise what's a heaven for and then there's another one that really hit me when i was a kid and, and it was a fish in a pond will never swim in the ocean you know you could rock the pond as much as you want your little your little area there you could be the king of that but there's a whole giant ocean out there ready to be fucking explored yeah yeah and uh you know that's uh it, it, it's it's attainable for anybody you know whatever it is that your dream is i can't i can't say that enough it's fucking attainable like you bring a lot of points man like you like you talking like i want to ask you so many questions like first of all like how come you don't do you don't do like a inspirational like guru session like you're known for the guru <laughs> pants like shit like this would have been perfect like you'd be content wise like like you somebody wakes up like i know coco diaz like like he starts yeah. with the inspirational thing right like i thought you could like do that same thing you know like with the shit that you're, you're saying like 
dress up like a guru, put your hair like in a bun, look like you just got off of yoga. And that little guru moment. Yeah, and then like in between maybe like and like the, your podcast. In between like the podcast, you mm-hmm. got like a little skit coming and then boom, like for the video especially, like a little yeah. kid do like the advice of the day or the guru thing of the day and then you have like blah 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 like what you just said you know um I, you know i don't i don't know bro I, I joke around a lot about the whole guru shit and and things but uh a lot of times i feel like that a lot of the shit that i'm saying is just like it it, it i don't i don't think of myself as somebody that can go out there and inspire or teach you know i live my truth and i speak my truth and there's people that resonate with it and then you know there might be some people that are like oh don't fuck yourself what kind of guru you know let you, you know what kind of guru gets fucking stoned 24 7 and and, and and shit but i mean that's where they're cults cults do that shit all the time you know <laughs> and your, your podcast is a cult <laughs> that's fucking funny dude uh We've done a lot of shows where we, uh, you know, we'll do communion, you know, uh, we'll serve communion to go. people and uh, it's usually a fucking edible, uh-huh. uh, you know, we're giving people medicated shit yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then we have blood of Christ wine uh-huh. and, um, and then we're just, you know, we do try to say inspirational shit to them, you know, uh, um, it's, it's, it's hard for a lot of people to let shit go, you know, things that, that happened to them in the past and, and uh it, you can't fucking live with that shit you get you gotta you can't if, if you can't unfuck it and it's done it's fucking done you know the more that you dwell on it it's just torturing you you can't revisit it you can't change it and you have to fucking let it go a lot of times it takes forgiving people for for shit that happened and a lot of times it's forgiving yourself for shit that you that you uh, uh, did, but based on 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 the the shit that you knew or the shit that you thought you knew. You know, we we're constantly fucking evolving as humans, and as long as you grow and you learn from shit, then fucking move, man. Uh, the the reality is the past is done. Uh, the only one that lives in it is you and in your thoughts because it's fucking done and the future ain't fucking it's not real there's nothing you a lot of people torture themselves of something that's going to happen tomorrow or or the next in the in 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 months or whatever the fuck and it's like the reality you don't know what's going to happen there only thing that's fucking real is the shit that's in front of you that's it that's it it's just what the fuck is in front of that's the only fucking reality and and if you're living in the past you're cheating yourself of the moment that's now. And if you're living in the future, you're still cheating yourself of what the fuck is in front of you. You know, uh, early on, people told me, enjoy the journey, you know, because it's 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 a uh, it's an amazing fucking you're always working to get somewhere. You yeah. know, you're constantly. I want to get this. I want to do this. I want to do that. And the reality is that the journey is your life. It, this is your fucking life. It's not what's going to happen. It's not what happened in the past or what's going to happen tomorrow this is your life the reality that you're in right now where you exist figure out how to be happy with it because this is your fucking life motherfucker and yeah. and, and if you can't be happy here you're fucked Damn. you know always strive for something more obviously but enjoy the fucking ride and enjoy the fucking moment yeah, and then like i mean like tell me that 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 right there wasn't like wouldn't be perfect for like a guru moment of the week or whatever but well here it is they just no, had their guru well, whoever's listening right yeah. now just had their guru fucking moment yeah. you created yeah. that guru moment well i mean yeah but like like to me like what you just mentioned like like yeah i agree with you because like we're so focused 
in like the journey. Sometimes we're just too focused on getting somewhere. We're, that, we're, we're focused on the destination, yeah. not the journey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but not, well, we're so focused on the the object that yeah, we don't enjoy it. But then sometimes it's we don't even enjoy the destination. Like we get there and then like this is it. Like I yeah. thought it, like it, it got so hyped up. You hyped it up so much. You put so much pressure into that moment that it doesn't live up to it. You know, no, it doesn't. To your expectation. The journey is what the fucking is. Like I think back. You know, I was just uh, I just saw gabriel a, a few weeks ago we went or few, you know, last week we went to a, a a show together and we were talking about you know early on in our touring days and he's like he, he sent me some pictures and he goes dude remember how much fun this shit was? like th those times we'll never get those times back and those were some of the best fucking times of 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 i know for a fact my life you know where it's like holy fuck we did that like no way in fuck would i even attempt to do that today with fucking everything that i know now yeah. but back then you know when you're ignorant there's 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 a beautiful thing about ignorance uh where you just go ahead first without giving a fuck once you know better you know better but yeah. when you're ignorant to to shit it's easy to dive in head first and Bro, I dove in head first to a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't regret any of it because it made me fucking who I the fuck am today. And uh, but yeah, enjoy the fucking ride, dude. Whatever it is that you're after or because or, or, you're still young. You're a young man. You're in your what, 20s? 30. You're 30. Mm -hmm. Basically, you're fucking 20 still. <laughs> uh, it, it, it like you got a lot of life left in you. And uh where whatever it is that you're wherever it is that you're headed whatever it is that you're doing fucking in, in, enjoy enjoy now because uh, you're gonna look back one day and say oh fuck that shit was fucking you know that was that was the shit and and you're gonna look back and and think of i should have fucking taken more time to fucking just fucking really fucking savor that and and breathe it in and fucking experience the fuck out of it there's this blueprint that everybody wants you to follow you know you uh First of all, fucking graduate high school. You, you got to you gotta graduate, and then you got to go to college. You know, you go to college, then you got to get married, and then you got to get married, and then you got to have kids. You got to buy a house. You know, you, you get in debt. Um, there's all these boxes that they want us to check in society that, and this is supposed to guarantee you happiness or success and fuck man not everybody wants that shit you know but for some reason you know especially in the latino culture you know if you're not married with kids by a certain age you know especially if you're a woman dude it's like que no te vas a casar no vas a tener hijos no what, what, what's wrong with you you know and and fuck man not everybody wants that shit yeah. not everybody wants to get in debt you know there's 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 there's, there's kids right now you know and, and i'm not knocking college because you should get educated, but there's so many avenues to get educated today that the traditional way of, of getting in debt is is um, is outdated, you know, and, and we need to fix we, it, it's broken when you've got a kid who's 22 years old that just graduated and they're in debt for one hundred thousand dollars and there's no jobs to be found um, to start your life a hundred thousand dollars in debt is fucking shit you know and there's people that say well you know not being educated is even worse and it, it, it 
is it because if you can get if you could learn and educate yourself uh in an, in a way that doesn't put you in fucking debt bro to start up to, to put a 22 year old into a 22 year old into the world with a hundred thousand dollars of debt hanging over their head is irresponsible you're setting that person up to fail very few are going to be able to surpass that there's there's motherfuckers in their 50s playing paying off their student debt that have gone into that have fucked up their credit uh that that don't get a chance to fuck it up because somebody already fucked it up for them by the choices they made them make uh and again i'm not knocking education I, I, education is fucking important but at what cost is it no longer worth it yeah no yeah i mean i agree with that i, I think that that's why i'm personally like i've been going to harvard college for like 10 years already since i graduated high school and i went the same route like i wanted to be a teacher that then i gave up and then i want to be a nurse and then i give up but you're right like my thing is it's not guaranteed once you like you get that diploma you're not even guaranteed a job you end up working at starbucks like i have people that have a degree have a, a bachelor's degree and they they're like my co-workers doing the same thing i'm doing with the just an associate's degree sure like like to me it's like yeah like it doesn't make any sense you're right like at least if you're gonna go through all that pay so much you gotta be guaranteed a job you know at the very least if not just get up a vocational job plumbing like you, you pay like you're there for two years and you maybe owe like maybe two thousand at most and then that's it then you get to work be a plumber work for somebody and hopefully you get your own company but and you don't end up owing the millions like thousands of dollars at the end yeah um and look there's 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 a lot of people that have that that have gone educations that are extremely successful i'm not taking anything away from that uh but by the same token there's a lot of very successful people who have never stepped foot in college you know so you know i grew up thinking this is a necessity for many years i felt that because i didn't have a degree i had failed somehow um it took it took it took and i'm talking about it's it, it's in it's a thing that's 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 ingrained into us they, they engraved or whatever the word is uh they our parents tell us that that you must do this so when you're telling me i wanted to do this i want it doesn't surprise me you know because it's it's the shit that has been fucking programmed into us uh uh from a very young age you know this this is the steps to be a functioning member of society and you cannot digress from any of it and and i'll be the first to say that nothing could be further from the truth you should be in control of your destiny and of your life if you want to get married it should be because you want to do it not because it's something that you have to do in order to fucking feel like you've now accomplished this thing that has to get done fucking nothing has to get done not a fucking thing has to get done except live your life in the best way possible I could go. I could talk more about this, but I kind of want to get into your podcast because, like, <laughs> we're just like talking and talking about interesting stuff. But like, I want to like at least give you a little promotion out of this, you know? Like, sure, man. So let's talk about your podcast. Like, one thing that like surprises not surprises me, but like I've noticed is like they a lot of your listeners kind of look up to you. Like they take your word for like what it is, you know? They they follow you like a cult. But like, has it ever dawned on you like these people kind of look at you like as a father figure? uh i never looked at it like that again all we want to do is entertain that's our goal every week 
Um, we've been very, very fortunate. I, I tell Hooter all the time, man. I, I, I have people that say to me, you know, I found your podcast and I binged all your episodes in like two months or something like that. And I'm like, fuck that, that that's, it's a huge compliment because I feel a lot of times we're just talking fucking nonsense and craziness, but, uh, we're very fortunate that, that people, it resonates with people people like it uh we've been you know we, we we've been um i think we were three episodes in maybe four episodes in we got on felipe's podcast the what's up full podcast he had us on uh mega man was telling me that he listened to that episode 20 fucking times it's an entertaining episode and it's a good episode it's a great episode uh felipe tells me all the time that his fans love love it when when when, when i go on there and and a lot of the early fans that came on were people that he introduced us to so uh very thankful to the what's up Full podcast felipe and rodrigo you know the uh the, they 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 opened up a door for us uh and gave us a a great fucking platform and Fortunately, we were able to retain the people that came and listened. You know, we, we were entertaining enough. Uh, and when I listen back to some of those early episodes, I'm like, oh, my God. But somehow, some way, it, 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 uh, it hit a nerve with some people. And, and, and I can't say how thankful I am and, and grateful for the people that listen. Uh, to answer your question, no, I don't look at myself as a father figure. I barely look at myself as a father figure to Hooter, <laughs> let alone all these people that are listening. But uh, thank you. Thank you very much for, for, uh, for saying that. It, it, it does. Uh, it means a lot. Like, well, I mean, I, I only see that because of like though the episode you did with mega man when you had mega man on he uh -huh. mentioned that he said like like he does look at you as like a father you know like you're like his family you know like and to me it's like man i'm sure there's other like people like that feel the same way mm -hmm. there has to be you know like you're you give advice to people you tell it how it is and you're with your son so like you're just being a father figure to him but like there's other the people that are listening to you kind of like they're they're probably putting themselves in hooter's shoe sometimes and like they're taking that advice to give to Hooter and they're just taking it for themselves. I don't know, man. I just think about all this shit sometimes. Like I think I think a lot of times, you know, when I do talk, um, I'm going based on, you know, I've been my mom used to say to me, Más sabe el diablo por viejo yeah. que por diablo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the devil knows more because he's old. Than because he, he, he's a devil. Than because he's a devil. Or the devil rather. Um and you know and i'm not here to fucking talk devil and no or no <laughs> devil y la chingada but uh that's the, why saying you know the, the longer that you're on this uh planet uh the more life experience that you pick up and you know uh all i do is 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 share with people uh the things that 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 i would do different almost some, you know a lot of the times you know uh, um you know and, and I, look I, i'm a i'm a flawed fucking human just like everybody else and 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 i'm just you know grateful for the place that i'm in right now and 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 again i i don't like to for me to sit there and think i could give people life advice just seems so out of the fucking reach for me you know when you when you talk to like people that like uh uh you know the bible says a prophet isn't a, is a isn't a prophet in his own land because they know you people know you like my sisters and them they're like what are you talking about this is a crazy motherfucker like what are you talking you're gonna listen to this fucking lunatic the fuck is wrong with you you know so uh i think 
I think uh, uh, a lot of times it, it, there's a lot of um, uh, behind the scenes shit as well. You know what I mean? And so, so for me, I, I, I'm, I'm flattered. Trust me, I'm fucking flattered. But I don't look myself. I don't look at myself as a parental figure per se you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm the end uh the, the, the exact opposite you know like i'm sitting there like fucking hey man i'm not telling you not to fucking smoke weed dude but i'm telling you fucking you know and i remember having conversations with hooter like fucking hey man look i'm not gonna be a hypocrite and tell you that weed is bad you know uh i first of all i don't believe that it's a bad thing you know and uh but i will say fucking make sure you take care of your shit you know you can't be fucking getting fucking fails or d's and 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 asking your parents for money to go buy fucking weed you know you take care of your fucking business and you could afford it and you could pay. once your bills are fucking paid once your rent's paid once the food on the there's food on the table fucking go fucking buy beer fucking go buy a fucking joint i i'm not gonna hate on that the minute that you're buying that before you're taking care of the shit that you need to take care of, you're fucking up. You know, that, that that's that's the only thing that I'm going to say about weed and alcohol to him. You know, I'm not going to say I don't do it. That's hypocritical. I'm going to tell him if you get loaded, be fucking careful. You, there's a lot of dumb shit that you do when you're fucking drunk. You know, you do stupid. I've, most of the stupid shit I've done in my life is because I've been drunk. You know, I've never done anything because I was stoned. I've always done all the, the like my DUIs, all my fucking arrests, all my fucking like nights that I wish I could take back. All those have always been have, alcohol has somehow been involved. You know, when you wake up in a fucking jail cell and you're like, how the fuck did I get here? And, and, and you fucking realize you were fucking pounding the night before. That's no good, man. And, and, and but yet alcohol is legal, you know. So so I, I point out those hypocrisies, you know, uh, just because something's legal doesn't make it right. And and, uh, you know, I was gone for many, many years on the road and uh, I missed out on a lot of things, on a lot of things with family, with friends. And uh, I spent a big part of my life uh, on tour. And so, you know, when you do finally get back and you're like, oh, shit, um, time has just you can't get back time the, you'll never get it back. You know, you feel you're, you're writing a, like a memoir, like a maybe an autobiography. So like, like tell your stories, the, the stories that you you haven't told yet. <laughs> the the thing about that is. A lot of the stories involve so many other people. Oh, okay. And you would literally put a lot of those people on blast. True. And uh, that's kind of like, uh, you know, maybe it's an old school mentality because there's so many people that do want to capitalize on, on the salacious shit. But the reality is that some of those are, are left best as memories mm -hmm. you know okay all right you started doing stand-up and what was your goal when you started doing it fuck um to pay my bills to be able to live off of it to be able to make people laugh to entertain i never wanted uh uh fame and fortune and all that uh stuff you know uh my goal is to just be able to exist uh, with comedy and making people laugh. I think just entertaining, you know, when, when, when somebody laughs at something that you said, it just, it, there's a, there's a release of endorphins that happens that you just can't, you, you can't buy it. You can't, you know, 
uh, I remember the first time that I went on stage and I, I'd made people laugh my whole life. Uh, but the first time I ever held a microphone on stage in front of an audience at the first show, when I got those laughs, when I got those applause breaks, it fucking the rush and the, the cloud that I was on afterwards. Uh, and I've done a lot of drugs. I've had a lot of fucking freaky sex. I've fucking partied my I've done a lot of I've had a lot of I've had a lot of life experience. Nothing compares to that rush that I felt the first time I performed stand-up comedy. And uh, immediately I was addicted. And you're always chasing that. You're always, you know, it's like your first fucking high, you know? Like the first time I did coke was fucking tremendous. It was like, oh my God, this feels fucking... I'm not fucking here doing a commercial and saying you go do coke, people. But the first time I tried it holy shit and then every time after that it was never the same it was never the same as that you know a lot of addicts are always chasing that that first time that but but you can never replicate the first time it's the first fucking time you know and so that that uh with comedy though when you when I, when you go up there and you're getting that type of love from all those people um it's fucking uh that right there is is worth all the sacrifice i feel and like i mean yeah everybody's chasing the dragon you know and i think that's how addiction even starts you know sure like them start trying to like recreate that first the first time but like you mentioned it's never you're never gonna get get that first time high because that was your first time 100 yeah, so i mean now like how, how i mean you've been doing this for how many years now 20 so 20 plus i mean 20 years in Mm-hmm. Do you like are you happy where you're at now? Uh, I think you're always growing. I think you're always growing and you always want to be a better comedian, you know um, Right now, I think a lot of the content that uh, is out there with Martin Moreno's name on it is very dated very old There's nothing in there. That's current and I think my goal for uh, You know wh- where where I want to go with comedy is to put up more recent material and uh you know because everything's an evolution when i look back at the stuff that's out there i'm like oh my god i see some of the clothes i was wearing even or what i look like and i'm like get the fuck out of here you know uh so i think uh when you say about like are you content i think i'm content with the things that i've done uh but i think i still have more to do so i'm never uh i'm always gonna be you know again i'm content with 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 what i've done i just feel like there's still so much more to do and i look forward to that i'm always excited about creating something new uh it's what drives me i i love the creating part of it and so right now i have a lot of content that i've been working on that's not out there that hasn't been put out there so uh you know how i put it out there i don't know you know uh there's a million comedy specials to try to get another to get a special and and try to put it out there uh people want smaller pieces now you know when you're established people are looking forward to the next gabriel iglesias special the next this and that uh so i I, i'd like to put out more current content i think is my goal for uh, for this coming year and but i think um the the thing that kind of sets you apart is you got a band now you got um it was slaughter (laughs) but now saying that saying saint nectarius yes and i i think you might have mentioned it in one of your episodes like you could do your first half 
like comedy in your mm -hmm. second half you could do like like play your music yeah that was that was one of the thoughts and and that might still happen uh there's so many options you know again with with uh the way that content is put out there now is so different than what it was even a year two years ago you know um there's so many platforms now to put your content out there that you're not limited to uh to anything uh the only person or thing that limits you is yourself uh and again all the formats that we think are 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 the only way to go uh you can reinvent anything anytime and fucking create your own fucking lane and when you when you're when you um have that much freedom in your creativity i think the sky's the fucking limit dude i forgot to tell you this episode is gonna be the first the first episode of 2020 okay so i mean i don't know if you have any goals for 220 i mean i know you just mentioned that you want to put more content and i'm not asking for new year's resolutions here i'm just asking if you have a goal something that you're looking forward to into 2020 are you gonna be part of mystery iglesias uh so for 2020 um definitely putting more content out there uh, mr iglesias uh i don't i don't know i haven't i've never been invited i've been invited to the set i've, I've been there for the recordings um but uh as far as being on the show no there's no plans for being on the show that's not not like a, <laughs> you could I'm be not, <laughs> uh, like a, one of the dads the kids dads or <laughs> one something of the, one of the kids crazy fucking dads that, uncle. That, that just got out of jail yeah perfect <laughs> uh but yeah that, that so no but no there is no uh there are no immediate plans to be on mr iglesias um you know nothing but love for gabe and the show uh i think uh you know he's done a great job with it i i saw the first season it was good the second season i've i've been to a, a taping and already it's a lot better anytime you got season two it's gonna be better than season one so i'm glad that they gave him the green light for season two um i think this this next season is gonna be uh even better than the first one so i uh, for the people that are fans uh big big props to gabe and and uh mr iglesias on netflix um other than that, I, I started a new podcast called No Te Asustes, 100% in Spanish. Um, I think that the not only do I want to put out uh, more current content, uh, uh, comedic content, I also want to put out content not just in English but in Spanish. You know, um, I've got a few. Uh, by the time this drops, they'll already be out there. Uh, I've I've already recorded uh, uh, five sketches in uh spanish so uh and i've never been a fan of sketch comedy because i feel like it's just been done uh to a tedium you know it's just been beat up but in spanish there's almost like this whole different um energy and so i've recorded them in spanish they'll have subtitles there's some spanglish but uh i've recorded them in spanish and, and they'll be out there and it's all, all under the Notia Sustas banner. Uh, I've got the Notia Sustas podcast with very funny comedian uh, Peter Loaiza. So on top of the Yo 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 podcast with Martin and Hooter, there is the, the Notia Sustas podcast for anybody that's listening that speaks Spanish or knows somebody that speaks Spanish uh, that's bilingual or only Spanish. Uh, they can share it. It's a lot like the Yo 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 podcast. I go off on a lot of stream of consciousness and I don't censor myself. You know, a lot of times as Latinos, we tend to hold back because we don't want to offend. 
Uh, my thing is, if you get offended, go fuck yourself. Uh, my goal is to entertain and point out. Uh, a lot of times, I do talk about religion. We do talk about Diosito, and we're not trying to shit on the religion. We just try to do point out the ridiculousness of some of it. You know, I just did an episode with Rodrigo Torres in Spanish. You know, and and um, he mentioned how he just baptized his new baby. And I was like, you're still giving the church money, you know, no matter how many kids they fuck, we're still going to go give them fucking money. And he's like, whoa, blah, blah, blah. And we defend it. We defend the Catholic church to no end. And uh, there's with no matter how much fucking trouble, no matter how much shit they fucking do, uh, how corrupt and, and, and whatever it is. We've never read the Bible as Catholics or, or most. I shouldn't say all. I don't want to do a blanket statement, but a lot of them haven't. And uh, so we do touch on that. We do touch on that. And if you're easily offended, I would say don't tune in because you probably will get fucking mad. And that's why we called it Not the Asustes, you know, because we do touch on things that 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 for for the most part, people don't want to talk about. Um, we've had a, a, a chick who was who's a Mormon uh and she was in an arranged marriage uh and how the mormon religion just basically says dudes when you die you're gonna have your own planet chicks you're gonna get to clean the planet uh which is very shitty it's very fucking shitty so but again we defend these old beliefs uh to no end because they told us to fucking believe it almost like the other boxes that you have to check so uh that content will be out there so again putting putting content english spanish of course there's personal things that i that i'd like to accomplish uh but again those are personal things and uh but as far as like the the entertainment side of it um i think is is a, a big goal is to put out uh, fresh and new content uh in both english and spanish and hopefully people find it entertaining i mean it's funny that you mentioned the the whole god part the Cause yesterday at work there was this priest that walked in, mm-hmm. and then people were just like, he was tre- being treated like a rock star. Like I was thinking of you, like what I was gonna ask you, the conversations and stuff. And then this guy came, was like, man, like I bet you this guy gets w- treated way better, like maybe way better than you that you've had like experience, that you've had like like credits and stuff. But like this this person, like like to me, is just a random guy. Yep. I bet you just get stopped everywhere, like just for like reading a book. He's the padrecito, bro. You, you, uh, whatever that dude says, no matter what, uh, you know, we give people in these um, outfits a lot of respect. You know, you see somebody wearing a suit, and immediately you hold them in a in a higher um, realm, in a higher uh, position, uh, not realm, a higher position that a motherfucker walking around in shorts. Again, the suit could be the biggest piece. Of sh- a lot of dudes in suits are pieces of shit. You know, just because you put on a suit doesn't make you a great human or doesn't make you anything. We give a lot of value to those to those pieces of clothing. And 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 somebody dressed as a priest immediately gets a shit ton of respect. Uh, you know, th- these are the same dudes that are kid fuckers. You know, and and uh, 
I, I, you know, again, we could get into that whole fucking thing, but listen to Notia Sustas if you want to hear us shitting on a lot of that stuff. And it's not even shitting on it. it. It's pointing out a lot of the hypocrisy and the ridiculousness of some of it. You know, there was a, there's a lot of hypocrisy within uh, within the Catholics that I know, at least the ones that I personally know. These are the same motherfuckers that won't eat meat on Friday, uh, but are cheating on their wife. Uh, but they but no, 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 se come carne, motherfucker. Why don't you just maybe don't eat fucking foreign pussy, motherfucker? Uh, you know, but 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 they and then they, they don't even know why they don't eat meat on Friday, they just don't fucking do it because somebody told them. Um, you know, and, and uh, most of them haven't read the Bible, you know, they don't know why they believe what they believe, they just believe it because they were told to believe it and not to question it. Uh, so it's a it's a horrible thing to tell somebody not to question something. I mean, topics like this will be covered. So if, if you like these topics and you're interested, this is something that you're interested in. Yep. Go check it out. They, that's pretty much yeah. they do. If you're easily offended, this is not the, I know you just heard him being all philosoph uh, philosophical and like be cool and, you know, but, but, but just be aware that if you listen to this show, you might not, might not be for you. So if you're easily offended by religion, just in period, just, just maybe. if you're easily offended, period, yeah. you know, we, we, we don't, I don't think we censor ourselves on any topic. We, we pretty much, uh, we pretty much hit anything and everything, uh, everything's fair game. Yeah, so. I mean, like I couldn't, like I said, thank you. I mean, we're going to wrap it up because I sure. know you got to go soon. Yep. But, you know, I want to thank you. Um, I don't know if it was funny, but hopefully <laughs> it was entertaining. <laughs> like my style, like I told you, is not that like funny. Like, uh, like, especially with you, like I told Hooter this, like, I'm not going to try to be funny and and get, get into a, a point where I'm going to try to uh, out funny you because You'll whip my ass like up and down with like with both hands behind your back. Even though you got a busted shoulder, you're still beat my ass in it. I think I think that um, that's the mistake a lot of podcasts do make. Uh, they try to be they go over the top trying to be funny. If there's a funny moment, that's fantastic. Yeah. Enjoy the mo enjoy the funny moment, but you can't force it. Uh, and a lot of times, some of the better podcasts that i've that i've been in uh or a part of are just ones where you just have a conversation yeah and you get to know the person you know uh and, and that's the beautiful thing about podcasting is that there is no right or wrong uh this is a a uh, this is a a forum where your creativity and your expression is is uh unlimited you know, you can you can go in whatever direction you want and there is no right or wrong. You don't have to censor yourself like on a radio show where you can't say fuck, you know, uh, you know, you, you got to say freaking, you know, and and uh, there's fucking people cuss. It's the real world. People say the word fuck people fuck. That's how we're all here is because somebody fucked, you know. And so, I mean, unless you are Jesus, and then it was the Virgin Mary's divine, uh, uh, in, what is this fucking immaculate Spirit? conception oh. with the Holy Spirit dick. 
so uh, there again, uh, it, it's a lot of times it's just a conversation, and and I appreciate the conversation that we had, bro. I, I've I've had a good time. Yeah, well, I mean, thank you, and hopefully, like I have so many more questions, but like I don't want to take too much time. Hopefully, you could come back again if I don't know, judging based on this interview or whatever you want to call this mm-hmm. conversation we've had. Sure. Hopefully, you come back again. We could talk some more because. You're, you're an interesting person. You're from Wilmington. And I kind of like all the things you're saying connect with me. Like we're like there. Like, like I feel like I'm a, I don't know if I'm an old soul or you're just like up in game and you're younger than, you know, <laughs> in your age. You think younger because like, I don't know. We meet somewhere in the middle where like, fuck, like I, I'm right there with you. Like if I was like, you had a cold, I'll, I'll sign up right now. I'll tell you right now, bro. I, uh, I don't think I'll ever feel old when, when, uh, I, I used to do a joke or tell a joke about fucking um you know people in the 80s you know when we grew up we grew up listening to iron maiden and fucking slayer there's no way in fuck you're ever gonna feel like an old person when you grew up listening to fucking heavy metal you know and and in the 80s partying your ass off you're always gonna feel like that fucking crazy fuck and part of that crazy fuck is still uh still exists in me man i I still enjoy fucking party and I still enjoy fucking. If I had the energy to go in a pit at every concert, I'd be in a fucking pit at every concert. I just feel like the, the last time I was in a pit was uh, probably two years ago uh, at the Maiden show out in fucking uh, uh, over at uh, um, in the Inland Empire. And I, I fucking went in the pit. I lost my shoe. I fucking <laughs> fell. But it, I, it, there's a rush of me that still fucking enjoys the shit out of being a fucking lunatic. So we're going to wrap it up because I know it. you got to go, man. I'm trying sure, to, brother. I've been trying to end it because I'm trying to be like mindful of your time. But so tell people where they can find your social medias. I know um, the day we're recording, kind of like we're recording the beginning of December. Mm-hmm. So like your dates won't match up. But that's all good. Fucking um, and, and uh, if, if you go to martinmoreno.com, you can find all my stuff there, all my social media. Uh, you'll find my dates, everything that's coming up. Of course, the Yo 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 podcast and the uh, with Martin and Hooter, anywhere you listen to podcasts and the um, no te asustes podcast and the no te asustes a logo and brand of of uh the sketches that are that should now be out there uh and if you enjoy them and you're not easily offended then by by all means check them out uh no te asustes on youtube instagram uh all over the fucking place you'll be able to find it and uh i'll share the links on my social media as well uh and and yeah bro thank you very much i've had a fucking great time no, but I mean, we still got to play sevens. Okay, let's do sevens. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, for anybody that does not know, sevens is a word association, word association game where um, Martin's going to choose a category. And based on the category, I'm going to give him clues. So, it's called sevens because he's going to have seven seconds to answer. Each, um, he's, it's seven questions. He has seven seconds for each question. So, it's going to be a total of 49 seconds. Okay. All right. So, each second is a point. So, the less, um, the the more time you take the less points you'll get so gotcha. the you'll be setting up the high score for the since it's the beginning of the year mm-hmm. so whatever score you get that's the score that the next person has to beat well it's not, i'm not gonna set a, 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 a very high bar i wait don't matter <laughs> i mean the yeah. point is to have fun so you as long it. as we have fun that's all that matters so um like last year the high score was 33 wow so i mean based you know so um what was I gonna tell you? So the and the price was some let me know underwear. So you probably already saw that. It's my face in the crotch and the logo in the back. Beautiful. So right now I don't know as of today, I don't know what the next price is gonna be. 
Okay. But um, hopefully you win. You know, the, the person that had the high score last year's, um, they they got it in March and they mm-hmm. stuck it out until December. Wow. So, I mean, it was a 32 is pretty hard to beat. And That's this a person, hell of a run. This person just beat it like right at the end of the year. So, mm-hmm. so um, the categories are general movies, TV shows, celebrities, music, sports, Broadway, um, food, animals, the 70s, the 80s, 90s. The 2000, their corresponding music, stand-up, superhero, music, hip-hop, movie horror, movie action, movie comedy, movie rom-com, movie award-winners, football, baseball, and hockey. So keep in mind, make sure you pick something that not only you're good at, I'm also good at. Because I am taking seconds off your points uh, because I got to give you the clue. So if I don't know what this is, then I'm just going to fuck you pretty much because I can't give you a clue and you're going to miss out on the points. Okay uh holy shit that's a lot of topics dude uh nothing movies nothing fucking um i guess i guess we could go 80s 90s fuck it all right so i don't have any knowledge of that so. okay well let's fucking pick another one fucker all right let's do uh so, what, what's the other what, what do you have knowledge of i can't tell you until you play this time and then the second okay. time i tell you what i'm good at all right uh fucking what were the other topics the early ones so movies tv shows celebrities music um, sports broadway food animals the 70s 80s 90s 2000s stand-ups music uh music hip-hop movie horror movie action movie comedy Uh, let's go 80s anyway fuck it all right cool all right so you're gonna we're gonna play this twice and you're gonna hit the high score all right three two one um, he has a sword, some little short shorts with the Thor, uh, uh, blonde hair. He has a tiger and shit. Okay. Chuck Norris. Um, uh, I think he's an actor. I don't know who he is though. He sounds familiar. <laughs> Can't tell you. <laughs> I don't um, <laughs> blank. Oh, fuck. I can't tell you. I don't even know how. Maybe a TV show. There's an actor, Italian. <laughs> Um, Sylvester Stallone. No, I can't forget. See, you. Uh, he's uh, the professor in um, Me- Boy Meets World. He's like, like the. the uh, Don't know. Okay. Um, uh, the Rock and. Kevin Hart. Mark made, made a movie about. like It's in Florida. Uh, the boat. Okay. Um, not the same earth, but another word for earth. Flat earth. And, and then another word for. World. The same. Planet. Okay, well, got zero. (laughs) (laughs) So it was He-Man, Corey Feldman, which I don't know. I know that's an actor, but I don't know. Okay. Say anything. I don't even know how to give you a clue for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Zeke Cavaricci. I know he's an actor, but I don't know who he is. Zeke Cavaricci wore pants. He wore pants? Those were pants. It was a brand of pants. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Z Cavaricci, yeah. And Mr. Lovedeer, <laughs> I know, like Mr. Lovedeer, he was like in the yep. TV show, right? Yep, yep. And uh, Miami Vice, I know The Rock and like Marky Mark made a, made like a, like a oh my god, yeah, a remake. Yeah, like okay. I knew there's a boat and a different world, which I don't know what that is either. Okay, that was a, a show, a TV show. All right, cool. So zero. <laughs> So anything you get in this next category, next <laughs> category is gonna be okay. A plus. Well, definitely not go eighties because those were some fucking crazy clues. All right, cool. So it's now we're gonna do general. So that's okay. what I'm good at. All right? all right, all right. So the same rules: three, two, one. Um, what you're drinking right now? Beer. Um, like he wears a S on his chest. Superman. Uh, not like what? Like you wear this outside? So the, sunglasses. On the American. 
like, gladiators. No, no, no. It's like well, we salute the flag. Um, blank A, like it gives you strength, like the sun. Spinach, vitamin D. Yeah. Um, the PS4, but what's the actual company? PlayStation. Um, not after you before you're an adult and after you're a child. Adolescent. I'll give it to you. Teenager. Yeah. 24. All right. So, all right. So you got it. You got all of them and you got 24. That's a solid, solid score. That's a respectable score. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to keep it at that. So um, now it's time for my plug. So you can find me at Let Me Know Pod on Instagram and Facebook. You can also find me anywhere you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Um, just Google Let Me Know Pod and you'll find me there. I have hats at Synesthesia Boutique. And you can find my, my T-shirts, my sweaters at teespring.com. All right, guys, that's going to be it for me. Thank you for being here on the 100th episode. Thank you, Martin, for being here and, like, letting me, let, let, um, being part of the, the podcast, especially on this big, big moment for me. And I wish you guys a great rest of your day. And thank you for letting me part of your day. All right, guys, till next time. I'll see you. Bye.
This song has been brought to you by Let Me Know Podcast. New episode every week available on all streaming platforms.